So my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast, and worked with my angels to figure out the answers. Today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration, shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis, and today we have a very special guest, Francesca Davis. Francesca, welcome to the show. Of course, Francesca, you are a counselor, and I like to be respectful of people's like acronyms. So what what do I call you? Is it Francesca Davis, or is there more? Francesca Davis, licensed clinical social worker and certified alcohol and drug counselor. So yes, LCSWCADC. Love it. Love it. So you see all types of people from all types of background, right? And you've been doing this work. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background in counseling so that we know more. Yes. So I got into the field. My brother was um, one that really encouraged me. My brother's diagnosed with schizophrenia, my oldest brother. So that really intrigued me as far as the mental health. I have a master's and my undergrad is from Aurora University as well. I mean, I've worked in different types of environments, quite honestly. I've worked with developmentally disabled, autism, substance abuse, of course, and in the forensic behavioral health unit for DuPage County Health Department, community support specialist for DuPage County Health Department. So I've kind of been all around pretty much anything mental health, substance abuse. That's my thing. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So we're talking today and, you know, you and I were introduced through a mutual friend and we've gotten to know each other. And I just love you so much. Like every time I, I like am around you, you just like have these beautiful words of wisdom. And I wanted to be able to share this. And one of the topics that came up was like, what is it that counselors want their patients to know? Like, I know for, for me, and I'm not a counselor whatsoever, but we have this kind of common bond where we see dozens of people each week for sessions. And when you do that and you work with people one-on-one over and over again, I think you see these common threads throughout humanity and Mm -hmm. it's a different perspective, right? Because not Mm -hmm. everybody gets to see that. And so we were having this conversation and this dialogue around, you know, as a counselor, I was asking you, what is it that you wish your clients knew? And, and then we said like, this would be a great episode for the show. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's a lot of those common things, you know, I was just telling the client like, you know, and again, not to bring up religion or anything, but the book has really good quotes in it. And so, but just to be slow to speak and quick to listen, you know, those 
common things that we need to do just as human beings, respecting one another, listening to one another, listening to our children is another thing. We want to be able to create a a society of of children that can emotionally regulate themselves. And so that comes from communicating and having uncomfortable conversations. I'd highly encourage that from everyone in society, like let's have these difficult conversations. It doesn't have to mean arguing or anything like that. It just means I'm getting a better understanding of my neighbor. So it's those common things, you know, just listening, talking things out. I think the one thing I will say is that we we must understand that life is a process. There's a lot of ups and downs, highs and lows and valleys and peaks, of course, however you want to put it. We have them all the time. We are not exempt from suffering. And so understanding that it's not that life is an attack against you, but we are going to go through our trials and tribulations and things like that. And that does not mean you can't get through it. And so I know there's a lot of people who may feel hopeless sometimes and feel like they can't figure it out. But I've been learning that even though my circumstances change, oh, emotionally, psychologically, I've been at this point before. You know, life has equipped me to know that, okay, I know how this feels. I know where my mind is right now. This isn't new. I've been through a lot of things already. So I know I can get through this situation just like I did everything else. So just being really hopeful in your future and your ability to get through life is the one thing more than anything is that I want people that I would like for people to know, like you can get through it, no matter what your circumstances is, you just have to use your resources and go off of some past experiences. You've been here before you've experienced this before you can get through this. So yeah, well, that's so fascinating, too, because life does cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. And we find ourselves maybe not in front of the exact same people, but with right. the exact same circumstances. Exactly. Yeah. I had a time where I was working in a corporate office and I really was having a hard time with some of my coworkers there. Just very strong personalities. And at the time I was a person like who needed to be loved and like a people pleaser. And I knew Mm -hmm. that they didn't like me and it was so hard. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, God, what are you trying to show me? Did not get the lesson in Mm -hmm. that point of my life. Ended up transitioning to another position somewhere else. Exact same person in a different body with a different name showed up and was right there in my life. And I go, all right, God. Okay, angels. I know you're trying to show me something. I obviously didn't get it. But we find ourselves going through these things over and over again. And one of the lessons that Spirit has kind of been bringing in to me recently, and, you know, it's important to say it's August 16th as we're recording this, you know, when you have the flu, it's not like you can go, okay, I give this back. I don't want to have this. You have it. It's like you're on this roller coaster ride. You're going to go up and down and through it, but you can't get rid of it or bypass it or sweep it under the rug. It feels like humanity is at this place where we've been through so much over the last couple of years. Everybody has kind of boiled over. We have all seen and felt different emotions that we don't want to have. We don't Mm want to feel this way a lot of times. Mm -hmm. 
we don't want to be going through these lessons or having these emotions run through us. But it seems to me like it's like the flu. Like we have to not sweep those emotions under the rug or those right. lessons. We have to move through it. And Absolutely. I'm not sure that everybody knows how to do that. Yeah, we don't. We're in a society that avoids. We're taught how to avoid. If we look at, you know, even in our upbringings, I know I'm not speaking on everybody's upbringing, but there is this commonality that is like, okay, get over it. And, you know, notice how much as children we were invalidated by our parents. And so all we're taught is to fight and to avoid, you know, if it gets too tough, run away from it. You know, the the rise in substance use and things like that will not rise. It's been around for a long time, but this is why people do it to avoid. We're in a very avoidant society. And what we have to learn how to do is how can I accept this moment, this experience without trying to change it? The reality is I don't have the control. I don't have the psychological or emotional control, spiritual control or capabilities, I should say, to change this situation. So how do I learn how to just accept what is and continue to move on? Again, it's not like you haven't been in this space before. So it's just learning how to accept, okay, this is just another phase of life and I'm going to ride the wave. And you're right about, you know, going over and under and around. And that's just part of my profile as well on psychology today. It's like we can't avoid it. There are some situations you have to go through it, like the flu. Notice that. Notice how you get sick. There's nothing you can do but to let it run its course. It's the same thing with life. Some things just has to run its course. Some things you just have to go through. And there's no way around that. And so rather than being fearful of that, being accepting of that, accepting, I don't like this, but it's necessary for whatever reason for me to go through this. And so I'm going to go through it. I'm going to use my resources. I'm going to reach out for support or whatever it is you need to do to get through that moment, but I'll do whatever it takes to get through this. And oftentimes you'll find strength in that. And so it's not a matter of weakness or anything like that, but it is a matter of self-exploration too. It's a really good period when we're going through trials and tribulations to really learn our own strengths. And and you can see that on the other side. But I think the biggest thing is just accepting a situation for for what it is without trying to change it. It's just like the flu. I can't do anything about it. I just have to be sick for a week and I'll be okay. Friends, it's September, and I wanted to pause here for a moment to let you know that we're keeping enrollment open for the 12-week Healing Your Inner Child course, which started September 6th. This course is one of my deepest courses that I've led, and what it does is take you on this incredible journey of understanding yourself more deeply by understanding your ancestors and how their journey ties in with yours. You can sign up for this 12-week course at 
anytime through my website, theangelmedium.com. Three more quick things. If you'd like to develop your spiritual gifts, you can join the upcoming class of my Angel Reiki School. If you'd like to book a session with me or one of the healers on my team who've gone through my Angel Reiki School and are now part of my online Angel Wellness Center, you can do so on my website. Lastly, the book will be coming out in November and it'll be up for pre-sale by September 9th this month on Amazon. It's called Angels and Awakening, just like this podcast. Friends, your support helps me produce this podcast. Thank you so much for being our angels by listening, sharing, and supporting this show. It's something, too, that comes up for us at times where we're not prepared for it, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So this summer... You know, my husband and I, we moved and it came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked about it yet on the podcast, so I'll just tell this story really briefly. But my husband, one day we were dropping our daughter off at her friend's house. And my husband looks at me after he drops her off and he's like, do you trust me? And I'm like, this is a weird question. And he's like, take a ride with me. And I'm like, all right, serial killer. Like, right. Oh, and you're so creepy about that. <laughs> <Right. it. laughs> so he drives us past this house and I was totally like my podcast listeners know we went through this whole thing about a year of like, do we move? Do we not move? We ended up redoing the entire house last year, our old house. And I was completely content. I had made peace with that. We were just going to mm-hmm. stay there. I started this angel membership program and we had 150, 180 plus members in, and I'm teaching meditation every Monday night or different courses every Monday night. And literally any place in our old house where you would get, you know, open a door and it would creak. You hear it from any place in the house. You get Mm. ice from the ice maker and you hear it any place in the house. And so my husband looks at me in the car and he's like, our house isn't big enough. Right. Mm. And like, you need us to be quiet and, you know, but you can still hear everything on your recordings. So we made the decision really based on the growth of the business and needing more space for that to pursue this house. And I had so much anxiety, even though I felt in my heart, like I could feel my dad's presence around me as we're trying to get this house. I feel my Mm -hmm. angel's presence and my spirit team. And they keep whispering like, this is your house. I have so much anxiety because Mm -hmm. in the past we had tried to get a house. We had lost it in a bidding war, you know, and things had fallen through. So here's our realtor who is cool as a cucumber, right? Just calm, holding. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him at one point and I said, how am I the meditation teacher? And you're the one right. the vibration that I want to hold. Right. Um, and we laughed about it, but spirit has really been bringing in this lesson over the course of the summer that, you know, I really do, like, I don't like to get too woo-woo because I think it could go down, like, especially with a lot of the conspiracies that people are talking about lately and the madness that's been coming from that. But I was in meditation one day this summer and spirit goes 300 years from now. 
humanity is going to look back at Mm -hmm. where we are today in Mm -hmm. 2021 and say, this was a population who had more of a toddler's mindset, Mm -hmm. but all the adult toys to be Mm -hmm. playing. And they showed me this process of evolution of the consciousness that needs to happen. And just like I was holding so much anxiety and fear about, oh my God, I love this house. And what if we don't get it? And then it was just boiling up in anxiety. I didn't want the anxiety to be there. I didn't want the stress to be there. But what Spirit was saying is that what we're in right now as a collective consciousness is that we have to meet ourselves where we're at regardless Mm -hmm. and let these things really flow through us because as I could almost like step out of my body as I was holding that anxiety and look at myself Mm -hmm. and be like, what are you doing? All you have to do is release. All you have to let do is like, let go. What's going to be is going to be. But I had to like, let that emotion almost kind of just work through me like a flu. It was weird. Yeah, (laughs) but that's exactly how it should be. But again, we're in a different society that requires us to respond differently sometimes. But you're right. It's a couple of points to that. You know, as people of faith, just, you know, not again, not singling out anyone, but especially as people of faith, if you're going to trust God for one thing, you have to trust him for everything. It's not the easiest thing to do, but we can't pick and choose what we want to control. If we're going to trust him, we have to trust him all the way and wholeheartedly. So that in itself, kind of like looking at your situation, well, if God did it before, he can do it again. His abilities don't stop. So, you know, just keeping that in mind too, for those of us who are, you know, individuals of faith, but a large part of anxiety is a part of control. And so we want to be in control of situations. We want things to work out the way we envision them in our heads. Okay. Mm -hmm. We need to make that a reality, but that's not how life works. And this is why I work a lot with my clients on, we're not making plans. I, I know it's easy to say, okay, what's the plan? We have to understand that plans change. The goal does not. So I focus more on what's the goal? Is the goal to buy a house? Yes, it is. Does it matter how you get that house? As long as it's within reason and they come back and say, you've been approved, here are your keys. Why are we concerned about the process of how we got it? We have to be very fluid in life. And it's not going to always work out the way we planned. A lot of us are not architects. I know there's probably a few architect listeners, and I'm sure you guys got it down to the science. <laughs> but for the for most of us, I can't even draw stick figures. So I don't make draw those plans that I don't make the blueprint. Okay. But we have to be fluid with life. You know, it the process in and it's kind of like it's, it's twofold. So we do have to allow life to get us where we need to be in its own way. Whatever works best, as long as I get make the goal, then that's fine. But also noticing not to dismiss the process. Look at how much you've learned in the process of trying to go through this house. Notice where psychologically and emotionally where you went in that process, that's way more important than the end result sometimes because that process prepared you for what's next. So you get through this phase, you go through the process, and now 
my armor got a little bit stronger. I have more tools in my tool belt, you know, to be prepared to go on to the next phase of life, whatever is coming my way. So we have to also make sure we're not minimizing or dismissing the process of life. That's where you get all of the equipment you need to keep going through this thing. So it's twofold, but yes, don't get caught up in the, in plans of things. Just, and I say that to say just quick example, like even for myself, I had this whole plan about getting through school, how I was going to do it, where I was going to do it at. And then I meet this guy and our life took a turn and he had to move for work. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, this wasn't a part of my plan because now everything had to change. And so that was one of my earlier lessons about don't don't get too caught up in the plan. At the end of the day, I still have my master's degree and I'm still here as a, a private practitioner. So I met my goal But how I got here, it was very different. And I had to be fluid with life and just kind of let go of how I saw things and just let life do what it needed to do. Amazing. I love that. And you know, (laughs) the one thing that you've told me over and over and over again is, and this has just stuck with me so much, I think it's to your point too here, is you have options. Because Mm -hmm. you tell me all the time, Julie, you look at everything like very black. Yes. Yes. And you're like, you, you're taking your options away from yourself. Stop doing that. Absolutely. Do you find that a lot of clients do that. Maybe you could talk about what that looks like. Absolutely. Again, going back to that, to that power of control and having a plan, relinquish the plan, relinquish the control and allow life to do its thing. Because again, when you're so focused on this one thing and this one way of doing it, you don't realize that there's like 50 million other ways that you could handle this. There's, And sometimes patients come in, me and the Lord, we had this conversation. I said, I'm not asking you for patience anymore because you know how to make me wait. But... <laughs> But patience is another thing. Sometimes we won't have the answers right away. We don't know what the universe is working out in order for us to get to this next step. You don't know what pieces have to be moved around. You know, I I saw that from a different perspective. I knew I wanted to get into management with my last employer. There was no opportunity. It was unfortunate. But again, things happen in life that I got my opportunity because the the director before me was terminated. And so again, I'm not, we don't, I don't wish that those things happen, but I say that to say that's the process of life. And in order for us to be moved around, sometimes some must go so others can stay. And so we have to think about that as well, that sometimes the pieces is just not clear yet or the pieces hasn't been moved. And so patience is a virtue. But yes, it is a matter of being fluid, you know, and and allowing things to pan out the way they should. And and you're right, individuals oftentimes with anxiety, especially, you know, and even depression with a little bit of hopelessness. I've tried before. I've been here before. Like I just said, we've been here before, right? But before didn't always work out for us. And so it's like that willingness to want to try again. And do I really put forth the effort? Do I have the energy to try this again? Yes, you do. Keep trying. 
But take a step back and kind of look at all of these moving pieces. You could be missing something and trying to be in so much control or having or being hopeless as well. So that's also kind of like a a double-sided thing as well. Like, don't be hopeless about things because, yes, you're going to get probably a thousand no's before you get that yes. But that does not mean to not keep trying. For sure. Well, and that goes back to your point that you made at the beginning. You know, what do you want people to know? Be slow to speak and quick Mm -hmm. to listen. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times what we see as energy healers, too, is that the world is just operating at such a quick, fast Mm -hmm. pace. And the mind races with all these thoughts at such a quick, fast pace that, you know, there really isn't a lot of time unless you make it for yourself. Yeah. Self-care is super important. You know, we get so consumed with worldly things. We forget about ourselves and not even worldly things, but also family and friends and everything else that demands some energy from us that we don't put ourselves first. And it's not to say you know, some people may call it selfish. Other people may think it's selfish to put their needs first. But I, I talk to you a lot about it. And I do talk to my clients about it. Like, how do we refill our own cups? Right. You know, we can't. What happens when your well runs dry and you're taking care of everybody else who takes care of you? And so it will become to a point where you have to be a little bit selfish, quote unquote, with your time, other people might think it as being selfish, but for a moment, you're choosing you. And that's important, you know, for you to choose you for a moment to refill your own cup and do what you need to do to strengthen yourself and to be able to keep moving forward in life to be able to, to care for other people and do whatever else that you have children and spouses and things like that. And it's not to say people in your life don't fill you up, but we do need to make sure that we can provide that for ourselves in the event that those other people are going through their own thing and they don't have the capacity to give back. So how do we just make sure that we're taking care of ourselves in the process? That's super important. Self-care is huge. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So let's go back to your list. We had slow to speak, quick to listen, children emotionally regulating themselves. What else was on your list of like what you want your clients to know when they come through the door? Kind of goes back to what I just mentioned about self-care as well, that when you come here, it's about you. And I'm going to really support you in getting into a space where you're confident and that you feel good about your decisions. I just support you in doing that. But a large part of it too is like that self-esteem. Again, childhood plays a huge role. It It plays a huge role. We don't get here by chance. And so I really do think that it is important for us to, as adults, to not only get ourselves together, but then take that and prepare our children for their future and how to be emotionally regulated as best as possible. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things that, you know, we can normalize. We can't, we won't rid ourselves of anxiety. We need it for basic survival, quite honestly. Like you won't completely rid yourself of anxiety, but we can try to get it into normal range, if you will, if it's a little bit out of range. So the goal is to to really get yourself to a point of stabilization. But, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is that focusing on ourselves, you know, like, I guess, you know, that's the one thing like this is about you. It's your 
your life and it's time for you to choose you and what you want to do with your life and being okay with it, living unapologetically. You know, like I know we talked about a couple of weeks ago about the LGBTQ population and things like that and how, you know, the, the stigma, the stereotype, the individual's inability to, you know, be who they are. And it's like, no, like overall, choose you and choose the life that you want to live within reason. And I tell people all the time, we don't have to like each other. We don't have to agree with every single thing, but basic respect. As long as we're respecting each other, live your life, you know? And I, I, I have a lot of clients that come through and it's like, okay, well, how do I choose me without making everybody else upset, without causing this issue or things like that? And it's like, just choose you, you know, live your life unapologetically, respect everybody else. And that's it. You know, like that's that's the one thing I, I would like people to know. Like, I know we society says you can't wrinkle, you can't age. And it's like, well, how do you stop that? <laughs> like, yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah. at some point, so we have a lot of things in society as well that kind of prevents us from accepting ourselves wholeheartedly and unapologetically. So that's something that I would highly recommend for people to do. It's like, don't worry about what others say or think or anything like that. How do you want to live your life? What's going to work best for you and going to keep you well, not the world. The world will take care of itself somehow, <laughs> some way. But how do you care for yourself? So this is interesting because spirits come in in like the last five sessions and sometimes they piggyback a message. But it's been very clear, like over the last week, that one of the messages that they have is it's okay to have mm-hmm. wants, needs, and desires. Absolutely. Like, there's something, you know, I had a client actually tell me recently, she goes, Julie, it seems like in your childhood, your parents encouraged you to dream and mm-hmm. to think big for yourself. Mm-hmm. And she goes, my parents didn't do that for me. She said, my parents taught us that there's risks out there and they're mm-hmm. not worth taking mm-hmm. and just stay inside the box, draw inside the lines, but yep. don't step out. And she said, I think it's really a gift that you had growing up um, to have parents that encouraged you to dream. So Spirit's been coming into these sessions and saying, look, it's okay to have wants, needs, and desires. And so often when I work with people, whether it's them wanting to figure out what their purpose is or the direction that they're going and their next step in their career or anything future related, a lot of times they'll look at me and they'll say, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I want. And spirit will always say, we placed it on your heart. Like it can't be away from you. You don't have to go climb Mount Everest to find it. You don't have to travel around the half of the world. It's in you. Like it's, it's going inward and being still. And, and as you're still and you get quiet with yourself, you start to hear those whispers Mm -hmm. and those whispers, they're God coming through to show you the way. But I think people get confused sometimes and they say, but is that just me? Like, am I making that up? Or is that just what I want? I believe that co-creation with God is saying, God, use me as a tool. Use me as a vessel. You show me the way. Mm -hmm. And this is what I've been coming up uh, and telling people too lately. This is spirit coming through. 
you know, a lot of people will say, don't you think it's bad, you know, to communicate with the other side? What is prayer? Prayer in prayer, we go to God and we say, God, hey, this is what's going on in my life. I need help. I need answers. And how do those answers come through? It's the exact same way that spirit comes through to me in sessions and provides information. So what I'm trying to like kind of come back around to is that it's okay to have those wants. It's okay to have those desires. They're within. And if Mm -hmm. we just get quiet, Mm -hmm. you'll you'll feel it, you'll hear it, you'll absorb it, and you'll Mm -hmm. know. Absolutely. My pastor used to tell us all the time to try the spirit by the spirit. So, you know, one thing that I was taught early on was, okay, well, all right, Lord, you said that if if what I'm hearing is correct, (laughs) you said that I can have this car. Go try it. Go see. If you're going to trust God, trust him all the way. Try the spirit by the spirit. And so that's the one thing that I learned early on is that if you you hear this voice within, you know, you won't know unless you try. It is scary. Making decisions, major life decisions, it is scary. And you're entitled to feel that way. Don't run away from that. Take the time, weigh the pros and cons of the situation, you know, use your support system, make sure you have all of your questions answered, but you won't know unless you try. You know, but I am a person that personally, I don't like that feeling of of being stuck. And I am a person who I would rather try and fail than to sit still and still not get anywhere, to to be still and still fail, right? I'm not that type of person. I'd rather at least I'll try. And if I fail, that's okay. That just means it wasn't for me. But I'd rather try and fail than to stay still and fail and to not accomplish things. Notice how that feels when you don't do it. When you're like, man, I should have followed my first mind or I should have took that chance. I don't want to live in that regret, you know? So at least if I make a decision, but again, you do things logically. So what is the circumstance? What are the circumstances? What are the pros and cons? If I make this decision and if it fails, what can I fall back on? How can I just prepare just in case, but I don't go into anything with the mindset that I'll fail. You know, again, the process of life, you learn something, you get something from it. It just may not be the ideal outcome, but you'll get something from it. So just being logical about the situation. But I do feel like, again, try the spirit by the spirit, you know, all you can do is try. (laughs) All you can do is try. I love that. Well, and here's something that I think is hard. Like you said something in here, but I feel like it's hard for some people to grasp because it's almost like two truths being true at the same time. One thing that happens when you're co-creating with God is you do have to make responsible decisions, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I've always lived my life below my means and not taken like big financial risks and just really kind of lived in a way where uh, I know that I'm okay, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm out there taking risks and doing other things in a way that feels comfortable to me mm-hmm. and believing and having that faith that God is going to, you know, help 
here's another thing that spirit brings in a lot is that people kind of get into this mentality when they get started going down a direction of it's going to be hard. It's going to be Mm -hmm. challenges. Yes. There's going to be some hardships. Yes. There's going to be some challenges, but God isn't placing those in your path. God's behind your back, pushing you to move through it all and Mm -hmm. wants you to be successful. God wants the best for you. Absolutely. Holding those two truths, like like being responsible with the decisions that you're making and at the same time, really going for it and mm-hmm. believing and living in expectancy that it's going to show up. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of the parable. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. No. <laughs> the, the, the good book. It's, it's, good. it's a good book. But it's like the parable where, you know, he left the, the master left behind some coins or money for these three servants because he went away and so one of them he capitalized off of it made doubled up double the money and again i'm paraphrasing you guys i'm not a theologist but (laughs) i remember the story but you know one of them came back you know made really good money or, or made a profit if you will another one only invested half so he didn't do as much. And then the last one didn't do anything. He said no I'm just gonna save it. I'm I'm not gonna touch it. Right. And so that didn't end well for him. He didn't continue to get blessed or trusted with anything because you did nothing with what you were given. So we have to look at that. And that's just one way of looking at it. But again, if God gives you a gift, if he gives you resources, take advantage of it. You know, I like the part in Psalms 115, where it says the earth is the heavens is the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the children of man. So if I'm a part of God and he puts me here on this earth, that means I'm entitled to something, right? (laughs) And all his riches and glory. So not so much from a financial perspective, but that just means that I can do more. I'm capable of doing more here on earth. My life is not worthless. I just have to take what I am given and apply that and continue to maximize the opportunities that he's given me, you know, within reason, like the parable, the the guy that went and had all made these really good investments and things like that. It didn't sound like he went and can I say the strip club or something like just making an analogy like he didn't go to the he didn't go to the casino or anything like that he didn't waste the money he took what he was given and he did something positive with with it that maybe was a little bit of a risk but nothing that would put him out of a house and home you know nothing that would be detrimental so I just say that in all capacities again not everybody We're not all in the same situations, of course, but again, whatever God gives you, utilize your skill set. It's not, not everybody's going to be a doctor, lawyer, or Indian chief, but are you a caretaker? Are you a provider? Are you, you know, whatever your gift is, how do you maximize your gifts? How do you look inside and say, okay, Lord, you gave me this ability. Okay, walk, continue to walk me through the process, order my steps and put me in the places that I need to be in and around people that I need to be around that is going to continue to allow me to grow and expand in your name and in the gift that you've given me. Getting away from that fear base. But again, if we're going to trust them, you got to trust them for everything, not just some things. So, well, I don't know about you in your life, but in mine, a lot of times I don't get steps, I get a step. I get the next step. And if I trust that next step, then I get another one and so on. But you're so right. Oh, I love this. This is perfect. (laughs) Francesca, 
I know that you don't just see folks who are dealing with substance abuse. You see everybody, you're, you're in the Naperville area. If people wanted to reach out, come in for a session with you, how can they? Yes. So I am, the name of my practice is Revelation Counseling. I am located at 1755 Park Street, uh, Suite 200 in Naperville, 60563. And I can be reached by phone 630-245-3649. And my email is fdavis at revelation-counseling.net. And yes, I see adolescents, so really around like 14 and up. And then I do accept most insurances and things, working on trying to get paneled with more, but I do accept most insurances or I do offer hardship as well for those who are not covered. But yes, I'm trained anger management certified. I am DBT certified and I'm working on EMDR certification, but I am trained in EMDR that I use quite a bit, especially particularly for trauma therapy, but I can do it, of course, for anything. So yes, I am here for you. If you need me, please feel free to reach out at any time. Yes. Yay. We will include all of that in the show notes below. And I am so excited about, I didn't know about this EMDR. We're going to have to have you back to talk about this. Absolutely. Oh yes. I love, love, love EMDR. I love, love, love it. It's such an effective therapeutic intervention. And it's shorter than your typical talk therapy, but it's, it's really, really effective. So I'm happy that I'm working on my certification. It'll be a while, but before I'm certified, but that's okay. So that's amazing. Hey. Oh my goodness. Uh, I want to put this out to the listeners too. We need two things from you. If you have angel stories, we are looking for more angel stories because uh, we've gone through the angel stories. We're, we're reaching out to you who have called in before or, or emailed those in and we need more. So if you could email in your angel stories. Also, if you have topics for uh, Francesca or counselor mm-hmm. that you want to talk about, email those in too, and we will definitely bring those topics up on a future episode of the podcast with Francesca. Oh gosh. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much. Now this is really, really fun. And I really, really like what you're doing for the members of the community and just reaching out to, to those and being a listening ear as well. So this is really, really great experience and congratulations on your success with this. So yay. Woohoo! Awesome. Beautiful souls. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your people about it and share it on your social accounts. Friends, we're truly here to serve you. When I went through my spiritual awakening, there wasn't one book I could read or one place I could go to for all of the answers. I really had to piece them together myself. So what I did for you was create programs that I wish I had when I was awakening. For those who are seeking these same answers, I created a program called the Angel Membership with so many benefits. It walks you through 12 months of spiritual awakening with your angels and helps you to awaken fully yourself. You see, awakening isn't a one and done thing. There is a process to awakening, and this 12-month program walks you through it alongside your angels. In the angel membership, you also get access to a small group of peers to go through this experience with you. You get live access to me twice a month and so much more. 
For those who want to serve humanity by working as healers themselves, but don't know what their gifts are or where to start, I developed my Angel Reiki School, which opens you to all of your God-given spiritual gifts, teaches you how to use them, and how to start a business for yourself. Students who go through both my Angel Reiki School and Angel Membership Program for at least one year are eligible to apply to be a healer in my online Angel Wellness Center and work alongside me. Friends, I touch on all of this and teach you how to connect with your angels in my new book titled Angels and Awakening. Yep, just like this podcast, the book is available for pre-sale starting September 9th, 2021 on Amazon. Friends, your support helps me produce this podcast. Thank you so, so much for being our angels by listening, sharing, and supporting this show. When you leave a five-star positive review, I enter your name into a monthly drawing to win a free session with me or an Angel Reiki School student. This month's winner is in the show notes. Now, here is a mini Angel Reiki meditation and visualization with your angels to help you lift your vibration and keep it that way the rest of the day. Friends, I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. see yourself surrounded by angels. I want you to feel their warm, radiant, loving presence. And I want you to see yourself. It's December 15th, 2021. I want you to see yourself looking healthy, feeling healthy, mind, body, and soul. I want you to go inward and feel that you're so proud of yourself and all that you've been through, all that you've done, all that you've accomplished in 2021. And you're enthusiastically looking forward to 2022. Friends, I want you to connect with God, universe, source, energy, and just take a moment to give thanks give thanks and gratitude for all of the blessings that have come your way and all of the blessings that you stand here right now in faith knowing that they're on their way to you. Friend, as I lead you in this, your angels want you to ask God, Universe Source, to show you what it wants for you in your life. See the big picture of what God, universe, source wants for you. I want you to pause and just allow the words, visions, feelings, or knowingness to come to you. And friend, when you connect with the other side, they will only give you positive loving messages. So just take that moment right now. What is it that God, universe, source wants for you in your life? Allow yourself to be open to it. Allow yourself to see it, hear it, feel it. 
get a knowingness of it. want you to ask God, universe source, what is the next step I should take? Again, pause and allow the words, visions, feeling, knowingness to come to you and remember they're only positive, loving messages. What is it that you see, hear, feel, or get a knowingness of when you ask, what is the next step I should take? Friends, I want you to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Unexpected blessings that are on their way to you right now.